Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Matt Nagy sucks. Matt Nagy sucks. So I guess we should start discussing who the future coach of the Did you see that ridiculous shit today about Dave Ragoni? Come on, bro. Or Ragone or however you say his name. Come on. A Ragone sounds like, like a stuffed Italian fucking pasta. Oh, yes. Yeah, so like, somebody like was saying a... if, if the Bears <laughs> kept pace and fired Nagy, they would hire Ragone, bro. What is that guy up to? He's not on the staff anymore, right? No, he's. I guess he's with the Falcons, which I did not know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did go there. I don't know who he has ties to on the Falcons, but still. Your mom. Hi, Joe. Hi. (laughs) Hi, how are you? This is the Believe in Monsters podcast. On the Believe in Monsters podcast network, you can follow us on the Twitter at BIM underscore pod. That's a part of the Believe in Monsters podcast network, sponsored by Miller Lite, Fireball, and the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, golly, no, I don't want to be sponsored by the by, by those losers. I do, I mean, I do want to be sponsored by. You're supporting him this week. You're going to be at the game, Joe. I'm going to be spending a lot of freaking money in Soldier Field this week, despite how upset they've made me over the last year and a half. What do you plan on buying, dude? A souvenir soda? A Matt Nagy visor? Probably a couple of slices of pizza. Uh, well, dude, why? We're going to have the full spread at the tailgate. You won't, you won't be hungry. Get the, uh, get the hot chocolate. Hungry. It's delicious. I'll be hungry hot at chocolate. halftime. Yeah, it's supposed to be a nice day. I think it's supposed 50s. to be like 50 degrees and sunny. It's going to be great. Never we mind. got Jimmy G-string on the other side. Like, you could, you we can put, feast. You can put some rum in the hot chocolate or, or schnapps or whatever y'all so the last time doing this these days. The last, the last time I went to Soldier Field was when we played the Chiefs on uh, Sunday Night Football. And uh, the Bears were very bad, and the Chiefs were really good. And uh, the so, only way – it was freezing. The only way I was going to get through that game, though, is – we put like a bunch of we put at least eight shooters in our socks and walked in. It sounds so like if you're going to Soldier Field, you can get in there with little shooters of whiskey. That sounds like put them in your plan. socks. That sounds like a great plan. I'm looking forward to being there this week, despite the shitty results that have been on the field the last handful of weeks. All right. Well, before we dive into it. Is this another one of these weeks where, like, fire Matt Nagy and then he comes out and Matt wins? Matt Nagy sucks. Yes, Matt Nagy sucks. Chris, is this is this one of those weeks? Like, did the Bears just go out and beat the 49ers? I don't well know. Can Matt Nagy even coach the, the team this weekend? Well, it might be to the team's benefit if he doesn't. Well, I'm just saying, like, dude, what if, like, like what if they blow him out, like, 56 to 10 or some shit? <laughs> and then, like... The questions just start come bombing. Like, when's the bye week, and does Pace have to show up? When does Pace have to show up and, and talk to the media again? You mean if the Bears get blown out this week? No. 
the 49ers. Pace yeah, never man. shows up. That, he's not going to show up until the end of the season press conference. Yeah. He, he's probably going to show up next when they fire Nagy, to be honest. And it, like, we reviewed all our options. We just, uh, he's the best <laughs> option for, for the team going forward. We, we collaborated. Appreciate, we appreciate uh, everything that Matt did office. for the program. He was, uh, program? This isn't Alabama. This is a national football team. Franchise program. Same Thank thing. you. It's not. Organization. There you go. Business. There you go. There you go. Uh, never had a losing season. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just the you can be the falling, you can falling. be the biggest Matt Nagy stand in the world, and I just there's you just can't defend him anymore. I mean, I I was on his side for a while, and there's just absolutely nothing I could say at this point. The, the, the man wheel. has COVID. I mean, how are you gonna beat a beat a man while he's down? I mean, the poor guy got COVID. It I hope he's in quarantine for the next three months. Affected his Joe. I told you on the Twitter that it only leads to him. Oh wait, no, somebody else said that. I said on Twitter, somebody else made that same joke, and I only said that leads to him being back next year because all he'll say is, hey, man, you know, I got COVID. How are you going to fire me for COVID? It literally says in the COVID rules you can't lose your job because of COVID. So I want him back as soon as possible to continue to destroy this franchise and no first-round pick, and so maybe we'll have a super high second-round pick. I'm still – I don't know. Deep down in my heart, I can't live with giving a team a, a top 10 pick. Like, if we just pick anywhere outside the top 10, I will be satisfied with the trade. I mean, I'll be satisfied with the trade regardless, but just make me feel better if we didn't just completely suck. I still think the Bears can win seven games this year, seven, eight games. I don't think it's out of the question. I, I think, I honest to God, I think this, this week is winnable. The 49ers stink. They are not a good football team right now. I agree with that completely. I think this is a game. And there's not only that, they're traveling cross country. They just played a slop fest versus the Colts. I don't know. They don't scare me. Especially Jimmy, if we have Hicks back to stop the run. Jimmy G does not scare me. Jimmy G take a big step into the soldier field grass. He literally throws the one receiver. Yeah, the Bears did get embarrassed. Thanks. That's that's obvious. That was fucking bad, man. That was so bad. You knew you knew from like the moment the Bears got the ball and gave it back to the Buccaneers and they scored and there was like three minutes elapsed. You're just like, oh shit, this is gonna be a long day. Y'all made fun of me for thirty-one to ten or thirty-one thirteen. I just, dude, I I don't know. I, I just, said the same fucking thing, Joe, and and no, I said like thirty-five to something, and Luke got after me saying like, remember he was saying, oh, you guys got no. Uh, no uh, faith in the defense? Yeah, not when they have to start on their own goddamn 20 every drive. No. Yeah, it's and bad. it's Tom Brady. See, I at least thought Fields would, the offense would move the ball more. And I, what's just bizarre is, like, for the offense that can't do shit, they do the one thing that the fucking defense is incredible at. Like, the Bucks were giving, like, 50 yards a game rushing, and Khalil Herbert runs for over 100, and the Bears still don't even score a touchdown. How does that even work? It's mind-boggling. Not only that, how does the line block so well run blocking and then they're just atrocious pass blocking? I just don't understand how we can't 
like do things that other themes like high school teams do to avoid the rush like run play draws action. run screens run play action roll your quarterback yeah. out pick up blitz pocket <laughs> pick up blitzes uh you know have your fucking left guard pay attention when your center calls out a blitzer coming and not leave your left tackle hanging out to dry and double team down inside instead of kicking out uh not leaving your fifth string right tackle on an island with Shaq Barrett that's dude not putting him in the day of the game and having a guy that's had time on the field consistently in the in the season and not putting him in until the second half like this is the same shit that we've been talking about with Nagy and his like oh I'm gonna be smarter than everybody I'm gonna throw Lacavius Simmons out there he'll fucking stop the best pass rusher from last year yeah bro no you're a dumbass for that shit that's his covid brain i got i got a buddy right now who had covid last year and every time uh, he gets like a name wrong or something oh that's my covid brain so i'm like oh gosh matt Nagy, you better get this get your mind cleared up quick maybe it'll make him smarter it might be you guys have you guys talked about how he might or you've hypothesized that he might be mentally fried after the double doink and you might be right you might be onto something and maybe a little covid will clear that that right up i mean the more likely scenario is that the league just figured him out and (laughs) adjusted and he didn't because he doesn't adjust well that's the thing yeah he doesn't adjust well, my, my only argument for that is just, like, after the double doink, I have not seen the same semblance of what the Bears ran that year since then. Like, elite, like we've been saying every, they don't run screens anymore. They don't run slants. They just run sit routes. And it's like, we don't know what offense this guy's running on a week-to-week basis. There's no identity at all. It's just, it, it's freaking bizarre, man. It really is. Yeah, my buddy was saying, like, other other receiving cores you know they run routes that don't stop our receivers seem to always just be stopped or they go find the nearest cornerback to stand next to it seems almost aimless doesn't it doesn't it chris they run a stop route and then they kind of just like oh this is the end of my route here i am like do they not know how to play football or is that their job and they're doing a good job like people want to start blaming like players execution and there's something to be said for that but if players aren't buying into the system i mean that's probably that takes the cake this is ridiculous i think this is like i hate them so much I but i love them i hate it it's like the worst relationship i've ever been in yeah I mean, our, our only argument for Nagy before Chris was like, yeah, these guys play hard for him. Uh, they're not playing hard for him anymore. They're just, they're not. They're all no, just especially catching. like when they're attacking him in the press now. They're well, that all, that presser today from Jason Peters was awesome. I mean, he just laid it all out there. He gave you all the info that we've wanted for weeks. Like, dude, just give us a freaking update. You really gonna tip your hand if you just tell us Larry Bourne will be back in three weeks or four weeks? Shouldn't There's be my... hearing your fucking left tackle tell me this because you're not here, you bird brain. Here's my favorite thing from the week is uh you know, Alan Robinson was like they were saying like tell us about the chemistry with you and Justin. And he's like, Oh well, we didn't really have reps in the preseason. 
Somebody on Twitter was like, oh, well, if only there was somebody telling you that the whole time. Yeah, because fucking Bears coaches and, and GMs are looking at Twitter for advice. <sighs> fucking but the, the, knuckleheads. The, 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 to speak on that, do, do we not think that the that the, that the all pro receiver, well, not all, the the one who thinks he's an all pro receiver, the one you know who's trying to get that big twenty million dollar paycheck, don't, shouldn't he be, you know, doing what Donald Mooney did, getting with his new quarterback in the summer? Let's stay after practice. You know, he's been a starter now for what three four weeks. It's you know, let's stay after practice. What what do you got to do to get some get some chemistry up? Do yeah, it. go go to yoga at his house. Go to yeah. breakfast like Cooper Cup does with uh, Matt Stafford. I mean, Do it. there are things you could be doing to improve your chemistry with your with your quarterback on your own. You know, you're basically just saying, uh, "I do what I'm told." Matt Nagy didn't put us together in preseason, and I don't stay after practice, and I don't take ownership of my own career. You know, I just I'm clock still, in, clock out. I'm still a little confused on what happened on that first pick. I know the Bears coaching staff told him there's 12 men on the field, take a shot, whatever. What happened? Like, what happened to A. Rob? Did he fall? Was he, he diving down. at? Was he diving after the pass? Like, I feel like that might have been a decent pass if he wasn't on the fucking ground. And I'm, I don't like, know no why he that. fell down. I don't know why he fell down, but he was somewhat down on the ground. And if he was diving, his timing is atrocious. Because he was way off. Well, I I don't even know. Because I, when I watched it, I was like, I don't even know if this is Fields' fault because the dude's on the freaking ground. I can't like. Obviously, if you're standing up and you're six foot three, you might get hands on that or bat it down or do something to the ball. I do, I don't even know. I I don't I don't know. It's just it's bad. Uh, the Bears need Jenkins and Bourne back terribly. I mean, just the. Does Fields do some things wrong? Yes, but the Bears are just doing no favors for him at all. At all. I mean, would you bench Jason Peters right now for either one of those? Or are you just saying, like... Well, I still for, think Jenkins might be a few weeks out, but... For depth's sake. Just for depth's sake. I mean, I... Well, they, need to, be... they definitely need to shuffle that interior, you know kick a Fetty down to guard and move somebody in I mean, the center and get honestly out of there. If Jenkins is healthy by week nine or 10, I would bench Peters for him just so you can see what the kid has. I mean, that's uh, not a bad, that's not a bad take depending on what the record. I mean, but that's, that's never been the bears. If you remember like <laughs> multiple years ago, we, we had like, we were so far out and everybody's like, just like, okay, well let's give these young guys a shot. And they're still playing like they're in it. And it was like, what are we doing here? That's why this, I'm almost, I don't want to see anyone ever get hurt, but this Khalil Herbert thing has been a blessing in disguise because he would have just been buried on this Bears depth chart for all this time, had Damian Williams not got COVID and Montgomery stayed healthy. Like, he would just be there getting no carries, and you wouldn't know. You would go into next year saying, oh, do we do we re-sign Damian Williams to be Monty's backup? Well, now the I conversation. That happened anyway. Well, I'm just saying, well, now the conversation is, okay, we have something at Herbert. I mean, you have to have the conversation down the line now. If he keeps it up, is Monty expendable down the line? Because just the shelf life on running backs and the whole nine yards isn't really a, a position you want to invest a ton of money in. So it's just things like that. It's just like it happened by chance, but you would never see it with the, in the typical Bears fashion, like you said. Um, 
But if Jenkins is healthy, yeah, I would contemplate benching uh, Peters for him, regardless of what the bear, even if they're in contention, I would put him out there. I think he's probably good enough to go out there and play. But my other side of that is I highly doubt all five of the bears starters on the line stay healthy the whole time that they wouldn't need to play all of them anyway. Yeah, yeah you, we'll do, you you may not even even have to be benching uh, Peters to get to get Jenkins some time. That's uh, what I might, mean. <laughs> you might even you, you might have him to play right tackle, or you might need him to, to slide in to play some guard. Just get get some reps. Be a healthy body on the offensive line. Uh, I, <clears throat> offensive line is a major major issue at the moment, and r- r- really, I mean, it's, everything starts right there. And if you if you're not getting protection, you're not getting uh, you're not really giving Justin Fields a chance to really to really operate in an offense. I just don't understand how we were running the ball so well. And then whenever we passed the ball, they were on his nuts within like less than two seconds. I mean, that's, that's should what I mean. Is, is it that predictable when we're passing? Is it, is this a, like, obviously Nagy's the head coach, but is this a Castillo problem? Can he not get his drop a good enough scheme for guys to pass protect? I, I honestly don't know the answer. I, I have no idea. I know Nagy's not doing fields any help. Or the line help by running, not running enough play action. That's obvious. And, you know, max protection and that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Some of this has to fall in Castile as well. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense how they're that bad at pass protecting. Yeah. It doesn't. Chris, you kind of look like Matt Nagy a little bit, like his older brother. No, I think Chris looks like Jimmy Graham. No. He looks like. It could be Matt Nagy's Jimmy Graham uncle. No, he's Jamie Graham. James Grand Graham, if it, if it were. James Grand. <laughs> Grand. James Grand. Grand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, whatever. okay. <clears throat> I think you all know, like, how I'm sitting over here feeling, like, what the fuck are we even talking about? Because the Bears suck so bad. But, like, where are we in the season that what are some things uh, that you can say okay here's what obviously fields aside we all know that the season the rest of the season is really about developing fields well, i think but, we should stop there oh we should start there what, yeah what i mean how much of this is on field and how much do you think you know we may have overrated him as a prospect or not do you put none of the blame on him i mean did you guys see that thread by uh nate tice i did not so you know who Nate Tice is, right? He's Son Nate. of Mike Tice, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's been on the Hogan Johns podcast several times talking about Hoagie. And what a <laughs> that was another great thing. Hoagie or Hog? Hoagie. Uh, hog or Hoagie? I don't know. <laughs> what a, what a, it's Hog, dude. Hoagie, baby. Did you Adam, see him? Adam Hogue, you're welcome on our show anytime. Did you see him and uh, uh, Dan Orlovsky and Aaron Rodgers uh, back and forth? Yeah. That was pretty funny too. All right. So back to Nate Tice. He basically, you know, everything that negative bears Twitter was saying about Justin Fields, he counteracted with sarcastic tweets saying like, um, I don't know, something about inaccurate. And it was the Cole Komet drop uh, something about he can't read a defense or he doesn't check it down. And it was like a check down to Khalil Herbert. 
if you haven't seen the thread go find that thread by nate tice he's uh he's a good follow in general he understands football obviously he's been around it his entire life uh whether you like mike tice or not as a as a overall <laughs> coach that dude knows a lot of fucking football so um yeah nate tice good follow and and big bears fan he likes the bears a lot he likes justin fields uh he did you know, say that in the preseason, one of the things that Fields may struggle with is uh, RPO because he does the way he throws the ball uh, takes a little longer than yeah, that, like you know, baseball. kind of sidearm whip you need to, to get it out quickly on an RPO. But still, uh, you can design an offense around Fields, like similar to what we talked about with D- Deshaun Watson, who had kind of a longer throwing motion when he came out. Uh, Bill O'Brien had no problem creating an offense structured around Deshaun Watson, who absolutely balled out his rookie year. So uh, there's a lot of things that could be done to help this kid, and none of it's happening. And I, I think it's just criminal. Like, does he? Does Matt Nagy not? Like, is he so freaking, like, stubborn? Like, first off, does he just not know how to create an offense? Like, if you said, okay, Matt, you cannot run a single play you currently have. He's a con artist. Do you guys think he could structure a completely new offense based on, like, zero concepts that he currently has, which we don't know what the fuck they are? I feel like he does it every week. Yeah, he says here's my, a new freaking offense. Here's my 30 plays this week. Nah, because it's the same shit that we see. It's the same stop routes. It's the same, you know, the only thing that's really different from, you know, early in the season is the is the zone run concepts that we talked about with laser and lasers run schemes have always been a lot better, but then they're not doing anything off of those. They're not doing any play action off of the the wide zones. They're not you know, play actioning back to the other side of the field and having fields run that or throw that Y leak that they did in the preseason. Like, where the fuck is that play? Then there's like four or five concepts off of that alone that you could run. You can run, you know, a different levels play. You can run uh, some posts. You can run some sluggos. Where's the slants? I don't see them running slant plays at all. That's a quick pass that fields could throw. I they I don't, they don't have any do- faith that Nagy could recreate a new offense or that he could just copy other people. I don't Dude. care if it's your fucking plan. Just copy somebody else that has a plan. Mac Jones had more design runs last week than Justin Fields. I mean, I I'm hearing a lot, a lot, a lot. Mac of Jones Mac played Jones. the fucking Jets. Is the best rookie quarterback in the class. Mac no, Jones is the best rookie just, quarterback. And I'm getting tired of it, but but I have no ammo. I have no ammo to, to come back and say, well, right. Justin well, Fields, XYZ, this is ABC. What I'm not what I was just trying to say is like if you're giving fat ass Mac Jones design QB runs and you're not fucking giving Fields design QB runs, like what are you doing? But Mac Jones is a completely different story. This is who we thought he would be. He's the most NFL-ready QB, which is what it's what I said from the beginning. He's going to go on that. And not only that, he's played with the best college coach ever and now the best NFL coach ever. You really think he's going to go there and fail? Absolutely no. not. And they, they run the ball well. They protect they bring, him. They, they protect work him. No, actually, they don't protect him well. He gets well, hit, uh, fucking, he gets hit a lot. I wasn't meaning as far as offensive line protection, but they protect him in the scheme. They protect they they don't ask him to do past his capabilities. Right, but you look at all these other QBs. I mean, I think Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields are all in the same boat. 
they're just in terrible situations just running for their life freelance and just getting crushed it's just it's bad and some nfl coaches just don't aren't fit to bring in a young qb roll tide but i mean we'll see i i don't know there are some things that fields does that are concerning but it's all fixable stuff in my opinion i think a lot of it comes down to the system my biggest thing is just can he i think he is but can he stay mentally tough enough to get through the season and kind of go into next year with a clean slate and not be mentally damaged moving forward about his first year experience in the nfl just getting crushed and fucking criticized or everything i mean i don't think we're facing like a david carr situation David, Der- David Carr situation where he got sacked what like seventy six times his rookie season. I don't think Dude, Fields, Fields has got sacked like thirty times already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're only in week. We're going in week eight. <laughs> he leads the NFL in sacks. He's pretty close to thirty, Chris. Wow. <laughs> so I got a question for you, conceptually speaking. And uh, he doesn't even he passes the least too, which is just like insane. 22. 22. Yeah, I, 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 that's, just that's, I just didn't fucking, still a lot. I didn't know the number. No, I know. It's, so it's how many lot. games did he start? Five? Started five games at 22 sacks, so he's doing... Well, nine of those are from Cleveland, so... Yeah, four a game. I mean... Still so, a decent amount. It is a decent amount. I'm not saying... I'm just saying I don't think he's going to be shell-shocked is what I'm getting at. No, but... A lot is. of his sacks are guys, like, clipping his feet while he's running away from them. So that's all I'm saying. I don't think he's going to be mentally crushed from like getting his ass kicked like, you know, other quarterbacks have had that problem. But I think um, my one of my concerns that I, I was thinking about the other day is like you get another person coming in here and he's got to learn a whole new system. Yeah, you're basically starting it, from new. Right. And it and it's not like he can't do it be more successful and he'll have a lot of good growth experience from being in the nfl for a year and learning the speed but fuck man that almost takes out a whole year of his contract i mean not i mean i don't think that i mean it's not like josh allen was phenomenal his second year i mean it took him till his like third year but i mean honestly well let's using our own team i mean look at what trubisky did when he went from fox and Nagy. i mean it was still a huge jump that's when the bears were legit Trubisky second year 2018 i mean that was a pretty big that was pretty big leap into the naggy offense i mean he wasn't even great in that offense but he put up decent numbers what a year 2018 so my here's a question that i have for 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 you guys has the bears you know i've talked about it before how ryan pace has kind of gone after a position group each offseason here you know have the bears ever really fixed the wide receiver problems that they did you know from cam meredith in 2017 to signing alan robinson i'm sitting here we're talking about the development of justin fields and i i, I think he's having a lot of i think there's a lot of issues because i don't think that our guys are winning a lot of one-on-ones on the outside or are, are winning individual matchups on, on the outside and, and I, I know we signed alan robinson you you trade up to draft anthony miller you draft whims and ridley you, you you know you draft as newsome you, you you draft you 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 invest in the receiving core you draft freaking mean machine adam shaheen uh and like not none of them you know for the most part 
all of them are gone outside of Robinson. Uh, do we still have, like, have we fixed this position or is this position adequate enough to, uh, to, to work with Justin Fields? Would you consider what they've done investing in them uh, outside of Robinson? Trading up for Miller. Well, he's not even with this current group. I mean, I guess because Miller's not even here. I know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm talking conceptually with pace, you know. Just, to, to answer your question, Joe, I think he put a fat Band-Aid on in 2018. I think the scheme, whatever Matt Nagy ran that year was great. I mean, it worked. Taylor Gabriel was pretty good that year. Trey Burton was pretty good that year. I mean, Allen Robinson no. was brilliant that year. Trey Burton he, was he, awful that year. The first year he was 2018? okay. Yeah, he was terrible. No, Trey Burton had a decent year in there. He had like five or 600 yards, I thought. Yeah, he had one good year, and then it was just straight off the plant. I don't know. Maybe, but I feel like people hated Trey Burton. Well, they hated him after his playoff bailout, but. I, uh, I maybe I'm wrong, but I maybe that was the beginning right. of the end. Yeah, dude, I just remember 20, I have bad 20, taste in my mouth about him. 2018, he had 54 receptions for 569 and six touchdowns, ten and a half I mean, per that's reception. Okay, numbers, but would we pay that dude? Didn't we pay him like an absurd amount of money, like ten million dollars? I mean, all right. To be fair, I think that's relative to non Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. That's pretty pretty good tight end receiving numbers in my opinion yeah yeah that's kind of what we expected cole Komet to be which he's still not yeah but see like that's my my understanding of what trey burton was supposed to be was like 65 to 75 receptions and 650 to 750 yards and five six touchdowns seven i think i mean touchdowns are unpredictable obviously i think people's perception of the tight end position is pretty out of whack because of guys like Kelsey and Waller, to be fair, and now and now Pitts, who's on pace for like twelve hundred yards. But these guys are just well these guys are basically just pure wide receivers. I mean And I that's what they uh, that that's what I think people thought we were getting in Burton, and I think that's what we were sold on, you know, was that athleticism and whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't know. For me, I, I was satisfied I was satisfied with that. But I think to answer Joe's question, that was like a fat band aid in twenty eighteen, but Pace so, has never really invested high picks at wide receiver other than Kevin White, who just – And Miller. And Miller, like you said. I mean, and Miller. But like, ever I since love the Miller pick at the time. I remember I, that pick. I remember – I was all about, about it. it. I loved it. But, like, after Miller, you know, Ridley's a fourth-rounder who people had high hopes for, and, like, he just never – Dude, it was all I, day three picks then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mooney. Uh, it, Mooney got – we got lucky with Mooney. Um, you know, Ridley, you can't trust a seventh-round – or not Ridley. Wims, Wims, you can't trust a seventh-round yeah. pick. But shit, dude, Wims is probably better than Ridley at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, and then these two guys we brought in this year, Goodwin and, and Bird. So I'll say this. I think it's a combination of a couple things. Number one, you know, uh, they're not getting open. They're not getting separation. But number two – what are we talking about with the stop routes? I mean, if they're, if that's what they're designed to do, how can they ever get open if they're not able to use that four, three speed to their advantage? And they're just running like a hundred comebacks. Well, there's two issues. There's two issues with it. One is the pass protection, not being able to block long enough for fields to drop back and uncork a deep ball. And two is 
the offense not using play action to let those kind of plays develop downfield, which both fall on the coach, but collectively with pace, not, I, I, I don't know. The wide receivers, in my opinion, are just hard to judge because I think the offense as a whole is just failing. I think the offense as a whole is hard to judge. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's what I mean. Well, the offensive line is the first thing you see and it's just like, they can't pass protect. So that's, that's, that's a part but of the again, problem. They're not, why they're not given, completing passes. They're not being given any freaking hope. You know what the funniest thing is like, and everybody hates Mike Martz for like trading Greg Olson. But like, as that year progressed, that offense actually started to look pretty damn good. And that was probably Cutler's best offensive coordinator. And he ran those like seven, nine step drops or whatever. And I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what we're even doing nowadays. Like we can't, we can't get shit going with the pass. I, we don't, we don't slow. We don't do enough to slow the pass rush down. There's no, no like, like Matt, uh, Miles Garrett called it out. He knew exactly what we were doing. Open season. Yeah, and they were timing that the dang hand to also. They were timing the, the silent count. Well, to answer your question, Joe, I think this is this has to be the offseason where Pace, if he's still here, does the thing where he goes all in on one position and he does it at wide receiver. Takes a really? second, a fucking third. A f- Dude, you need to do... Because, son, uh, because I hear you. Look at, look at what the but, Cardinals did with Kyler. Kyler had a very similar rookie year to Fields. They got yes. him Christian Kirk. They eventually traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Now they have Zach Ertz. They have Rondale Moore. Every year they're just giving that guy ample amounts of weapons. Look at I agree. the Bengals. They gave Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase after they already had T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Look at the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Brady, dude. Brady went out and got Antonio Brown after he had Godwin and Evans. It's just yeah, you got to just- give him an embarrassment of riches. It's just the fact that we are so – we also have a huge hole on the exact opposite side of the ball, cornerback. Like, a huge hole in the corner. And, and, and the offensive line, I think, is a huge issue. Like, I honestly do think the offensive line will settle down once Borm and Jenkins get settled in. I think they'll be an okay unit. I don't think they'll be great, but I think they'll be much improved. I agree. They need more linemen. They do. And I am huge about building the line first, but now you have your quarterback. You got to get him something to work with. I really don't know really do a line. Like, well, who would you replace? Like, if your starters were in whatever order you want. Well, first uh, you got to make a decision on Daniels. He's a free agent this off season. Do you resign already? him? He's already. You bring him back. I would resign him. I think he's good at guard. Can't put him at center. I think he's good where he's at. Okay, so then you're going to replace Whitehair? There's only, like, the only one I see replacing they is, need a like, center. like a guard. They need a new center. Well, I mean, you're okay, so you're not going to put Whitehair or Daniels there? I mean, you could put Whitehair there. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't move Daniels. I, I'm not putting Daniels there, no. Why wouldn't you put Daniels there? Because we've seen like that you. before, and he struggled. He was 20 years old. Okay. I want to put him back there. To be what, what's I think what's, he's di- best what's different? He's gained, a, he's gained a shit ton of weight, and now he has two years of experience. 
I don't know. Cody Whitehair like can't. Cody Whitehair can't snap a fucking shotgun snap to save his life. If 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 Mike Glennon or Mike Glennon, if Nate Nick Foles wasn't like eight feet tall, he'd have snapped it over his head a hundred times last year. Yeah, no. If, if I'm being honest with you, I would get a new center and I would replace Whitehair eventually. What I want to know is how them god dang p words can get so good at drafting, you know, mid to late round interior offensive linemen. I can't draft wide receivers, though. I think I'd rather have their problem than ours. Nikhil Harry is not a, a superstar? Wrong P words. Oh. Who are we talking about? <laughs> the Packers. Oh, well, whatever. I don't well, give a fuck Patriots. about the, the Patriots. They can, we can say <laughs> oh, yeah, because because uh, Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams aren't fucking Hall of Famers, right? They're terrible at drafting wide receivers. All right, look at their most recent wide receivers. Devonte Adams is still on the team. All right, and so is Randall Cobb. Yeah, great. Equanimous St. Brown or whatever the fuck his name is. It doesn't the fucking matter. Lizard. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Save Aaron Rodgers, but they just they their skill positions they draft are not good for the most part. But Aaron Jones, wide receivers, running backs Dillon are replaceable. AJ Dillon didn't run all over us. I hate running backs, dude. It's just like it's a product of the line. If the lines block them, all your running backs will run well. Who who have the Packers drafted at, at an interior offensive line that's so good? Uh, didn't they get the kid? Is a guy from Vanderbilt? Hold on, my cousin's just a Packers fan. Always talks about how. Ooh, I mean, I know Bakhtiari. I know Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari is a baller. Uh, Elton uh, Jenkins or what? Yeah, his name? Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, that guy's a beast, bro. He plays all over. They, uh, no, the well, dude, their center that they just lost to the Chargers was a beast too, Lindsley. And that kid they drafted this year, they liked a lot. That got hurt. What against us, Josh? Josh something or other, I think. All right, uh, I'm not fucking worried about the Packers. Regardless, I think the Bears need to go all out and getting Justin Fields is like after seriously. If you lose Allen Robinson, I love Darnell Mooney. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he can be. He can't be a number one receiver. For no, this I honestly don't care if we lose Allen Robinson anymore. Well, I don't either. One, but I'm just saying, he has you, no give a fuck left. And I'm just saying, he's, that, he's pulling a Ben Simmons shit, dude. He's just actually showing up and playing. Do we trade him before the deadline? They should, should but I'm he's playing himself out of a fucking big contract. I'm also What's torn it? on this because I feel like he should have been paid a while ago. What's he Thank worth? God he didn't get paid if this is how he's going to be. And if he's acting like this because he didn't get paid, then good. Then God, good riddance. Then, yeah, getting the contract's not going to help it. Not going to change him. At least not know. here. I don't know, Joe. I am. I don't know. I think the Bears need to go out and sign a guy like, you know, like Michael Gallup this offseason. I would love that. Yes. I don't really want Juju. Juju no. kind of reminds me of like, I think Michael Gallup is a playmaker. Just. I think he needs a situation where he can evolve into a true threat where he's not buried on the depth chart. Shouldn't play Mike flashes Williams. in Dallas. Mike Williams would be another good one. I like another that. alpha. I just I don't think Mooney is a true number one. And I love Mooney. I think he's a high, high upside number two receiver in the NFL. Do you tell him that when you're playing Warzone? Haven't played with him in a while, but nothing wrong with that, man. Let him know. Receiver in the league. Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe in Monsters podcast network thinks that he's a a one B wide receiver in the NFL. I'll let him know. <laughs> Endorsed by uh, the Believe in Monsters podcast network. 
I mean, what do you guys make of this uh, Cole Kmet situation? What? Oh how my! It... Catch goddamn ball, son. How... how did the Bears fix the tight end situation? Draft another one. <laughs> I feel like tight end just like a crapshoot, man. Yes. It's just like yeah. It just it makes I don't know. It makes no sense to me. How do they like fix just... it? Play Jesper Horstead more yeah i i don't know i saw him out there a few times last game he missed that one touchdown pass i mean he probably jumped a little early yeah i don't know i just like like i said there's like very few tight ends in the league who are elite elite and a lot of them just come out of nowhere i mean there's guys like kyle pitts who you know getting drafted in the top five or just like studs but even he's he's just a wide receiver he's not even a tight end He's tight end by definition. That's it. Darren Waller kind of came out of nowhere, right? Or was he like he? I'm pretty had sure he. Issues I'm pretty sure he, he was. A, pretty sure he was a wide receiver before they put him at tight end, quote unquote. Hmm. Yeah, there there was something wrong with him too. He had some kind of issue. I think he had uh, some off the field drug or something issue. Drugs are bad. Drugs Regardless, are bad. I don't know, man. At the end of this season, do you guys think the Bears keep pace? Do I think they keep pace? Yeah. Uh, probably. Yes. Yes, I do. You're leaning that way, Joe? Do you like pace? Are you a pace guy? I've been a pace guy. If like, I've really been a pace guy, but this the last six months, I don't know, have been harder. Like, I love the fields move. I love it. How much I, do you... How much do you think Bears ownership meddled in his hiring of Nagy? Ooh. Zero. Yeah, not much. No. Yeah. I think they meddled. They, I think they I forced John like Fox on him. I feel like I remember just hearing about Ted Phillips being a big part of all the interview process and the whole nine yards. Maybe I'm thinking of Fox. I don't know. Well, regardless, I, I don't. I like Ryan Pace, and I go back to the rebuild of the defense when he first came. The defense was probably the worst Bears defense in my entire life, and he. But 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 at this point, like, I give him ample credit for that. But at this point, it's time to uh, have another feather in your cap. Twenty eighteen was a pretty nice little feather, but like, I think you struggled with the balance of are we a contending like championship level team going all in or are we long hauling it trying to keep building kind of long long steady you know slow and steady wins the race i think 2018 he he doesn't show that i don't i've never seen ryan pace go slow and steady no well in the rebuild of the defense but like since since 18 he's been like what can i do to win right now and i think he might be a little over his skis in that I'm just having trouble separating Matt Nagy's scheme and issues with Ryan, Ryan Pace's personality he's given him. That well, we've and, seen reports and the, and the development of players. Yeah, we've seen reports. I mean, Matt Forte said, what did he say the other day? He said, the Bears match up talent-wise with every team they play. They just get outcoached. So to me, that's just like, yeah, Ryan Pace is giving you the talent that you need. And yes, he's he's made some very stupid decisions, but I do think he has grown. I, I don't know. It's just it's hard to judge with how bad Nagy has guided this team. So 
Tough, tough, man. I mean, what are you guys thinking for the Bears' next coach? Dabble's, could pro- Dabble's probably got to be the leader in the clubhouse, right? Just from Dabble? Done with Josh Allen. What's his name? Dabble. Dabble. Nick Saban. Dabble. Brian Dayball. Nick Saban. That's never going to happen. He'll never leave Alabama. Chris Krogman. That's never going to happen. I don't want anything to do with that either. You all hate Matt Nagy. Shit, dude. <laughs> you all would hate me. I'll be a terrible head coach. I mean, is that what you think, though? Is that the, that has to be the, the leader for the Joe next Brady. coach? See, I like Joe Brady, but now I'm starting to cool down. Now I'm seeing what the hell. Sam Darnold looks like fucking Sam Darnold again, man. He looks terrible. Yeah, so did he get figured out in like a half a season? Actually, shit, it was a full season, right? Because he had Teddy last year, right? Yeah, I mean, he's young. Was that he Joe says- Brady? Yes, it yeah. was. He's okay. young. He still has time to figure it out. I mean, a lot of his losing has been without CMC. So just, I don't know. Again, that kind of goes back to adaptability. These are the things I'm looking for now, though, because, like, I, I think a big thing that was missed when Nagy was hired was just, like, a lot of what we're seeing now are some of the issues he had in KC. Like, the game that he fucking blew versus the Titans in the playoffs was exactly what we're seeing now. Just, like, shit play calling led the Chiefs to blow that game completely. Yeah, they were up big, too, right? Yeah, yeah they, only ran the, they ran the ball like twice in the second half. Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like a lot of the issues we see now are, are things that were big red flags then that I guess everyone kind of overlooked because we were like, oh, yeah, we're the I feel like I don't know. The Bears were kind of one of these first teams to. To start, try recreating what the Chiefs were doing, like, totally. oh, yeah, I just I want to be the Chiefs. Chief Central. But, we just take him out back and shoot him now? He'll hang around the league for a while. But honestly, I people aren't going to like this, but I it would not shock me one bit to see the Bears hire Doug Peterson. I think Nathaniel Hackett should be the dude. The Hacksaw? Yep. You just want to poach home from the Packers. So... First and foremost, that's not a terrible idea. Second, the guy knows what he's doing. Everywhere he's gone, he's adjusted to his talent and been successful. He had uh, Blake Bortles running the a top five offense in Jacksonville. That's elite. Blake Bortles is a bad player. Very bad. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with, with Dayball is just that he was kind of the one that was there to develop Josh Allen when Josh Allen kind of had a bad year. So I think that may speak volumes to bears ownership about what fields needs. And I think, I mean, honestly, I think their skill sets very similar uh, fields and Allen. I think their skill set can be utilized similar. Um, you know, he's no, I don't think it's a terrible idea. He runs a shit ton of RPO though. Top 10 rush offense in the league. Although it's weird because the Bills don't use one running back, but they're actually pretty good at running the ball. Yeah, Josh Allen's their leading rusher. Isn't um, he? Yeah, but I mean they get they get all their dudes involved. I mean it's it's just like it's a high powered machine. I, it's almost <clears> like the Bills score so fast that their defense gets no rest and they immediately just get off touchdowns because they're so fucking tired. Yeah, Singletary leads with 311 yards. Josh Allen is second with 214, and Zach Moss is third with 208. Yeah, I don't know. I think that would be definitely a good pairing for the Bears, honestly. So, 
we'll see. We'll see how things progress. But I think you mentioned a good name. Hackett is a good, good name in the clubhouse there. I, I like Dable. Uh, like I said, I think Peterson could be a dark horse if the Bears want a quote-unquote experienced coach. I I personally think he got the short end of the stick in Philly. I think he's a good coach. I think that's Probably just, not the guy I would hire, I mean, but I wouldn't go back. You're just going back to the well, in my opinion. You know, you're just going back to the Andy Reid well, which, in all honesty, like I was thinking about it today, is is that potentially the problem? I mean, the Chiefs look fucking terrible. Maybe you know, I mean, the enemy might be hurting his head coaching chances with the Chiefs looking this shitty. You have what everybody says is the best quarterback in the league, you know, a young quarterback anyway, and they are terrible. Yeah, they're free-falling right now. We'll see. The other guy I mean to keep an eye on is Kellen Moore. I don't – it's very hard for me to kind of separate what Dallas is doing from a pure skill perspective and what he is doing. I mean – Let's be honest. If you have Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, and a top five line in the league, it's pretty hard not to be good on offense. So, I don't know. That's just where I stand with Kellen Moore. It's, it's very hard for me to separate his offensive scheme from just how talented they are on offense. All this talk about next coach, though, is a little bit premature. I don't think so. I think Nagy's a dead man walking. I really do. I We're think gonna less, win this week. It doesn't we matter. Said the same, I, I think, think we said the same thing last year. I think we all thought Nagy was gonna get fired last year. And every time we think we know, it doesn't happen. I don't I don't know. I before before you kind of got involved talking with our people, Chris, there was a lot of speculation that if Nagy made the playoffs, he wouldn't get fired. It's kind of what we all thought. I I don't know. I was kind of on board with that as well. I didn't I didn't think last year was the final straw for him quite yet, but I think this is – I think ownership kind of gave him one last chance, and I think no matter – barring an unexpected Super Bowl run, I don't see how he saves his job. I just – You don't think from, the uh, the whole you know development of a rookie quarterback is going to be his saving grace? At first I thought it would, but I think I think the, now that the national media is running with this narrative – I've never seen a coach drug through the mud this bad in my life. Have you guys? I've literally never seen it in my life. Like you turn on ESPN, NFL Network, you turn on halftime show of a game that's not even the Bears, and Matt Nagy is just getting fucking drugged by his toes by everyone. It is insane. Have you ever seen anything like this? Yes. A couple years ago when we had a quarterback that wore number 10, everything he did was drug through the mud in the same way. I don't think it was that bad by the national media. Womp womp. Joe misses Mitch. No, I'm just saying this is just part of the part part of the scrutiny of playing for Chicago. Like we're we're always on. You know, I get people uh, at the radio station who get mad because every time they turn on ESPN, it's Justin Fields, and they're like, "Why don't they put up Mac Jones? They need to be praising Mac Jones." And I'm like, "Well, the market of Chicago is." You know, it reaches much further than you know than New England. Uh, respectfully, I just I just think it's part of the part of uh, playing and coaching for the Bears. Uh, yeah, but I I don't know I I just I don't remember a coach being drugged this bad through the mud. I don't. 
maybe if you if his plays weren't called like Santa Slay and stuff in the first year, people were just wanting him to fail, which he's doing. I don't know. For me personally, I just have it's the same feeling I had when John Fox was in his last year. Here was just oh like, yeah, get him the he's just, fuck out. He's here. done. He's done. I don't know. I just the John Fox Benny Cunningham challenge was. They should have fired him right then and there. No, they won't fire him all in the season, but I think it'll be an immediate swift firing on Black Monday after week 17. Sucks that the season's a year, a, a week longer this year. <laughs> we'll see. Well, yeah, week we're, not about an, we're about an hour into the show. So uh, how do we beat the 49ers? Can we beat the 49ers? I think we can. I don't think the 49ers are very good. They suck. We're going to win 20. No, we're going to win. You're giving a prediction. I want to know how we win the game, Joe. How do we get here first? How do we get there? How do we win this game? Run the goddamn ball. Akeem Hicks has to play for one. Run the ball, stop the run. It's as simple as that. Covered Debo Samuel, considering he catches... Every single pass Jimmy G throws. Pick a turnover Jimmy Garoppolo. Turn him yeah. over. Get to get to Garoppolo, which won't be hard. Get a defensive score. Give me a not, baby. Oh not a, yeah. Not offensive touchdown. Sweet. Do you want an Eddie Jackson TD, Joe? I want a no. not I'll... an Eddie Jackson not no. on Dude, Sunday. I, wanna... I don't even want that. I want a Jalen Johnson not. I want to see. You know Jaylen that there Johnson. has not been a punt return for a touchdown this year? How about a how about a, a little Jakeem Grant not? Jakeem Grant not. Okay, I like that. I think if you you know, you if you if the Bears score not on offense, uh then you you're really looking like a win. But I but honestly it just comes down to getting after Jim Garoppolo, making him uncomfortable. So which which Bears team do you think we get this week? Do you think we get the I don't even ro- know. Do you think we get the rollover I'm dead bears or do you think the Bears kind of bounce back from this loss and you know go home and 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 win a game that they're not favored in i'll be screaming like from 9 a.m on so hopefully like we can infuse some passion into the stadium and and, and get them fired up oh i think the stadium's gonna be rocking anyway dude i i don't know what do you think chris how do the bears win this game i said that already Run the ball, stop the run, get to Jimmy G. Do you think the Bears come out with some energy, Chris? That's the issue. Because if the Bears come out with energy, honestly, if the Bears come out like, oh, we want to fucking play today, the team can really play with almost any team in the in the league, and I believe that. But when the so team, you you have just an equal chance of seeing that version of the Bears as seeing the version of the Bears that doesn't give a shit at all. And they are the team that the team that gets run out of the building. Part of that is, in my opinion, if you if the Bears win the toss, kick the damn ball and put the defense on the field first. So here's here's something that we've talked about that's kind of kind of been lost in all of this. You know what unit's not really that bad this year? Field goal kickers. No, special teams in general. Yeah. And they've been terrible in years past. Terrible. So, and my understanding is Chris Tabor is the one who's running the show right now while Nagy's been gone. So how crappy would it be if, if 
you know, they do come out fired up for Chris Tabor and they play really well and they beat the Niners, you know, like I said, like, what if they blow them out? Like, I know this is probably not going to happen because you're still going to have like laser calling plays. But I mean, if Nagy's not in his ass telling him what to do and, he, and laser just does whatever he wants, maybe we see a different game. I don't know. This is, again, this goes back to what we said earlier in the year. Anytime this fucking team, we think they're dead or that Nagy's going to get fired. They always respond to the criticism. Like last time, what was it? The It was Detroit though, dude. The Detroit, I know it was, but they ran way more play action that game after everyone got on their ass about not running play action. So my point is, if everyone's on their ass about not doing things for fields, maybe they'll start running play action and QB runs this game and like doing things like that for him, which is how you're going to win this damn game. So I, I don't know. Maybe does it light a spark on him? I don't know. I think this is a winnable game, though. I don't think the 49ers are that good. They suck. This is, to me, this is, by the way, how did the Bears beat the Bengals and the Raiders? Seriously. They're the two, two top se- two teams. Two top two seeds in the AFC right now, Joe. I know you were like, oh, they're no, but they're the two top seeds in the AFC. Bengals are impressive. It's fucking Bengals bizarre are, world, man. Bengals are fun to watch. It's bizarre world. I mean, it's really the, the defense. I mean, the Bears won that game because the defense set the tone, though. They got in Burrow's head. They created what they have, three picks in a row versus him. It's the same thing. You need all hands on deck. You need Robert Quinn back. You need Akeem Hicks back. You need Cleo Mack just looked uninterested last game. I mean, you need all these guys just fucking going nuts, creating pressure. Jimmy G will, much like much of the other quarterbacks we played, he will turn the ball over if you just fucking – if you hit him, get in his face. Can you stop the 49ers rushing attack? Eli Mitchell, he's not that special. Well, Shanahan's been getting some heat too. I mean, he's been not great. He can design a good game. He can call some good plays. He doesn't call great sequences though. What are you dressing up as for Halloween, Luke? Fired Matt Nagy. <laughs> Is that what you're going as? Yeah, I got a haircut tomorrow. You going Zombie bald? Matt Nagy? Yeah. That would be hilarious. Unemployment Matt Nagy. <laughs> just just oh, bring Mc, a... a McDonald's Matt Nagy. Go as that <laughs> oh, guy. No, a McNeggy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shave your head, wear a visor, put on like an earpiece and a microphone, and go around asking people what their order is <laughs> will you write me a job recommendation no no we'll get, we'll, we'll make you a menu right uh what, what would be on the what would be on the mcneggy menu oh uh, a three-yard hitch the do you burger <laughs> the do you burger joe dude that would be that's so funny right there's your costume bro the do you burger is one of them <laughs> i'll have a a three-yard hitch. You can supersize it to six if you like. <laughs> Collaboration fries. <laughs> All coming together. <laughs> Make sure you have the Club Dub milkshake. 
I was just gonna say uh, club double sized. <laughs> I was just gonna say the uh, the three and out apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're two for a dollar. Oh man! Oh god! He's Justin so Fields. T- Justin Fields turnovers. Oh, that's hilarious! That is too funny. Well, you're gonna see Joe on ESPN, Chris. You're gonna see. You're gonna see this guy on, <laughs> on ESPN. Is it a, is it the night game? It's not the night game. No, it's no. not the night game. But he's gonna be famous, dude. He's gonna be all over Twitter. They're gonna be like, look, this guy's McNeggy. <laughs> you need to shave your head bald, though, Joe. I feel like there's this is like a, gonna be a common costume, like that I that that Neggy picture of him in the McDonald's uniform is all over Twitter. So I feel like that's gonna be a lot of people doing that. Will they have the menu that Joe has? No, no, no. The two, the two for a dollar. Justin Fields turnovers. Oh man, that's brutal. <laughs> Club dub shake. I love it. The Club dub shake. <laughs> haven't had one of those in a while. No, we haven't. Will we on Sunday, Chris? Yeah, Krogman? baby. Of course. All right. What are you gonna predict? Twenty-four like, twenty Bears. No, it's like seventeen thirteen. Oh my god, we're not we're not scoring over twenty points. See, I'm going all the way to Chicago. We're not scoring. Uh, points. Dude, um, we can make it like the freaking Monday night game yesterday and have it be thirteen ten if you'd prefer. <laughs> that was awful. That makes me feel better about the the Bears playing the Steelers <laughs> the week after this week on Monday night. All right, so the over under is thirty nine and a half. It's not even forty fucking points. <laughs> <laughs> under I'm gonna go bet that 39 right and a half and it is three and a half uh points for the 49ers which means Vegas the singer six and a half point favorites on a neutral field damn I, again I don't think they're that good are they better than the Bears they're, they're probably pretty evenly matched I would give the slight edge to the 49ers but I don't think they're that good how many points Beatable. is Lucas Berry worth? Oh, man. I can't. I mean, I keep way over picking the Bears, man. Maybe the one week I underpick them, they'll fucking do it. How bad is the 49ers defense this year? What is their uh, season average of points given up? Uh, they are allowing 24.8 points per game. And where does that put him in the league? Bottom 10, probably. I don't know. We're. I'm just looking at this on ESPN. We're giving up 23 points a game. 23.1. Uh, maybe not. Okay. Uh, I do have a weird feeling the Bears will win this week. Um, I'm going to say the Bears win this game 23-17. to 17. <clears throat> I don't really want to predict it because I feel like I should predict a loss just because every time I predict a loss is the only times that we actually win. Um, You've predicted a loss every game so far this year, Joe. No, except for the guess the goddamn P words. Um, why, why did you do that? Because I hate them so much and I can't pick them to win. 
I hate them with every fiber in my being. Every singular cell in my being hates the team in Wisconsin. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah, we're going. We're we're flying all the way to Chicago. Uh, we're, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. Um, we're gonna win. Um. Well, you got to factor in the non-offensive touchdown. We're going to win um, 20, 23 to 23-20. Uh, 23-21. 23-21. It's going to be close. It's going to be exciting. We're going to walk away exhilarated. 23-21. The Chicago Bears emerge victorious. Bear down. Unless y'all have something else. Christine's gears prediction, dude. I already did. I said seventeen thirteen. You fuck. I thought you were joking. I wasn't joking. Seventeen thirteen Niners. Chris says. No, I did not say that. Bear down, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago Bears. Chris picked the Niners to put us in our grave. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Chris, why would you do that, knowing we're going to the game? Yeah, I know. Chris is just like, hex you, hex you. <laughs> Definitely didn't do that either. Look at this. I guy. heard you. I, I, I heard you hex nope. our trip. No. He, he, he saw the spread at three and a half, and he said, I'm taking 49ers minus three and a half. They're covering. Do you want to see my bet? I just made it. I hope you bet $50,000. No, nah, I bet bears in the under. Bears and the under. You bears, money line, and the under. I think the 49ers are going to hit the over themselves. Oh, and who's and you're fucking with me about it? This dipshit. <laughs> 40 points for the Niners. Well, for the Jimmy G string. Only if they play Trey Lance. <laughs> Jimmy G string is playing a nice tune. <laughs> what a guy, dude. What a guy. Can't wait to go hope- see him. I hope he gets pounded into dust, dude. Do you think he'll be uh, interested in any Chicago nightlife? Isn't is he, he like still, is he still dating that like ridiculous uh, the adult that film ch- star? Yeah, that chick with the basketballs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get him on the uh, Roquan Smith plan. Oh, at least oh Roquan Smith dates hot God. girls. Uh, not according to our friend Raul. Well, he says that uh, that uh, Abella is not dangerous. Well, she's better than the girl Jimmy G was dating. Somebody had her on his number one of top six hundred porn stars. No, how sick! <laughs> you rated six hundred porn. Like, if you have seen. <laughs> that many different well i mean to know all their names though and to like be able to list rank them, them. <laughs> yes list them in general not even rank them like I've, I've probably seen 600 scenes but good god i couldn't tell you who was in any of them your mom <laughs> my mom some no of <laughs> no luke's mom roquan some of them yeah, Roquan uh, was definitely in some of them. Jimmy, Jimmy G was in some of them. <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they were in scenes together. I can't even lie. Uh, Jimmy G's like a handsome man. 
He is a handsome man. Maybe they'll be in a scene would, together on the field would, at Soldier Field. If I was Maybe. a girl, I would I would take Jimmy G out to a nice Italian dinner, and I would order some uh, ragon and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, a Garoppolo. Did you say some ragon? <laughs> <laughs> some ragon and some meatballs. Some ragon. Some <laughs> <Dave> ragon. <laughs> All right, so there it is, folks. We got Joe and Lucas on the side of the Bears. We got Chris going with the 49ers and the over by themselves. And now Chris is (laughs) going to lead us in tune. That's what you said. Oh, Huckleberry. You poor bastard. I feel bad for the song going to this game. Bear down. I feel bad that you're not going to be there. I'm going to sing this so loud on Sunday. Clear the way. To victory. I'm gonna put a bear flag in my butt and run across South Bears. Put up a fight, fight with the might so fiercely. I'm bringing my we'll never forget, forget the way you thrill the nation with your T-formation. Bear down. Chicago Bears, I let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois. Chicago Bears, bear down. Beat the Niners and the over. I mean the under. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.